Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow registered dietitian nutritionist. I serve as a business coach to my colleagues, registered dietitian nutritionists all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that work. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Hillary Downey, a senior at the University of Central Arkansas. She will graduate in December of 2019 with a double major in nutrition and psychology and go on to complete her dietetic internship to become a registered dietitian nutritionist. Hillary holds several roles in the dietetic community, including leadership roles with weight management practice groups and serves as chair of the student advisory committee. As the owner of Hillary Balanced Lifestyle, she helps women all over the world reach their health goals and lose weight while eating the foods they enjoy. She uses one-on-one coaching with a focus on flexible dieting and long-term behavior change. Hillary runs virtual group challenges and works in gyms to help members with the development of healthy habit formation. She also gives talks both locally and across the nation to small organizations and businesses. Hillary is a mother of two boys aged four and five and enjoys traveling, volunteering in her community and watching football with family and friends. Thank you so much for joining us today, Hillary. Thank you for having me, Libby. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm I'm thrilled to have you on. If you could just remind us, let us know where people can follow you on social as we're listening to your journey and make sure that we get you connected with people on, on Instagram. Okay, so I am I'm on Instagram at busy balanced nutrition. Just one word, busy balanced nutrition. And then you can also find me, same thing on Facebook. It's busy balanced nutrition. Excellent. Wonderful. So can you tell us, after reading that bio out loud, tell us what it's like. I mean, the burning question here, what is it like to be a student and grow your private practice? Spill the beans. Yes, it is. It's intense at times, but I do, I really do love holding kind of both roles because I feel like I have the advantage of being in school and getting sort of the most up-to-date knowledge and things like that but then also I'm sort of applying it to my business and and things like that. But it is definitely, um, it can be a lot to have it all on my plate, but I enjoy the challenge of having both things going at once. What has inspired you? I mean, so many dietitians that I work with and even listening hold themselves back from growing their private practice. They feel they're not ready. They think they need five years of clinical they feel that they need more experience, more this, more that. They, you know, wait until they have a bigger social following. All these excuses to get started. And here you are as a student and a mom of two. So I got to hear more about this. What's the secret and how come you are standing out when so many dietitians feel scared to get started so early? Well, you definitely play a role in that because when I started, um, I was scared. I was Um, I had kind of built a following, Um, so my story is a little bit backwards because I I started my health journey um, while I was taking time off of school, my psychology degree, um, and and having raising my kids, I I started my health journey, and from that grew a little bit of a a following on social media, just sharing my journey, and um, eventually 
you know, sharing recipes and just sort of my day to day and what I was doing as a mom who was trying to get healthy. And from that came this following and eventually people asking me, how are you doing it? What can I do? Can you help me do this? So I decided to go back to school to become a registered dietitian because I wanted to be an expert in nutrition. Um, and I knew when I went back to school that private practice was what I wanted to do. I didn't want to do clinical, I, you know, none of that. Um, I knew I wanted to own my own business. So I had so many dietitians tell me that they wished that they had started when they were in school. Why not? And so um, I, you know, I kind of held back for a little while. I didn't dive in with, you know, I didn't jump in with both feet. I was kind of scared. I'd put my toe in. I kind of would offer a little service here, there. And eventually I just had enough dietitians tell me, you can do this. You need to own this space. You are sitting on a gold mine with this following and, you know, having the, the motivation to do it. So just do it. And so I did. And I haven't looked back. <laughs> That's incredible. Can you tell us a little bit more, just because I'm, I'm familiar with your brand, when you say you had a health journey and you shared it on social, can you explain what that health journey was and how that health journey inspired you to go back to school to help other women with weight management and weight loss? Absolutely. So in my first pregnancy, I just I gained uh, quite a bit of weight. And, you know, I had people tell me, oh, after babies, you know, it'll come off. It'll, it's just baby weight. It'll come off. Well, it definitely did not just fall right off. And um, I can remember the struggle. I, I share this story on my social media quite a bit of just being in pain. You know, my joints hurt and my body ached. And walking into the grocery store, I would just get winded and all of these things that just, I did not feel good in my body. And I knew that I wanted to be the kind of mom who could run and play and feel good about herself. Um, and I knew that would trickle down to my kids and I wanted to be an example and I wanted to thrive in my life. And so um, I, I started my health journey, eating better, um, using a flexible diet approach and then also exercising and things like that. And so, you know, my my platform really is sort of a uh, reflection of my journey and that I wanted to share with women how they could lose weight and feel better and adopt these healthy habits without it being super strict or coming from a place of negativity. Um, I, I saw so many examples of women, you know, just, we've all seen it, right? You know, getting into these fad diets and these unsustainable, unhealthy, you know, nutrition or exercise habits that just didn't last long term. And I, I didn't see a ton of people sharing that balanced approach. It was more that extreme. And I was able to have really, um, really great results, but also enjoyable results. It wasn't a miserable process. And so I wanted to share that with other women that you can get healthy and you can lose weight or you can reach fitness goals or health goals without doing it in a restrictive way. That's just terrible and not fun. You know, it can still be enjoyable. So that's uh, my, my own journey. My platform is really just a reflection of that. That's wonderful. So just to recap, your story of, and your background and why you went back to school 
for nutrition after psychology is because of your personal story and what you saw in society with the messages about restriction and wanting to help women feel find a more balanced way to manage and lose weight so that they can, you know, achieve the goals that they have intended to achieve without a massive amount of restriction. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. I, I can remember, you know, the first time I got on Google and typing in like diet, you know, I, I knew I wanted to, to get healthy and, and I saw just all kinds of different approaches that were just, I was like, I'm not going to be, I mean, maybe I could do that for a week, but I know I'm not going to be able to do that long term. And I saw friends going off and on diets. And like a lot of us, I, I watched my mom diet growing up and I just knew that I didn't want to do that. And there wasn't just a ton of information out there because maybe it's not as exciting, right? The balanced, uh, you know, approach isn't as exciting and there wasn't a ton of information out there. So I, I, you know, once I saw that you could do it that way, I said that I want to be that voice in that space to, to show people that you can do it this way. So much clarity um, as a part of your journey. And I didn't realize that your personal journey that happened before you went into dietetics is why you went into dietetics. And it sounds like you went into the field with a lot of clarity and ability to connect your story and be so intentional with going right into private practice and just skimming through the other lies that were told about filling some kind of fictitious role and need to go fill a two-year clinical um, low-pay job that we don't necessarily have to do. And no bashing on clinical. Clinical can be great, but it is not a prerequisite for private practice. If you, right. you know, and, and I love that you're proof of that, so much so that I even send people that come to me and ask me about being a student, I send them to you because you are so inspiring. And now that we have this episode, I'll be able to let people know, like, Hillary's the real deal. Like, starting a business online while being a student, I don't see many dietetic students doing that I don't know if that's like a thing I just feel like it's a rare thing and for you I love that you take advantage of your resources you're in Facebook groups you're online building communities and you're not just posting you're also engaging in other dietitians who you respect comments and feeds and their lives and that means you're building community and relationships with people that are similar in your niche and that is what can help you as far as motivation because it can feel a little scary to go out on social media and I I am talking about Instagram, although I referenced Facebook too. It can feel really scary, especially as a student, to do something so soon. And I love that you've taken advantage of the resources and really maximized them so that you can follow your dreams and go into private practice um, as soon as possible. Absolutely. And networking has definitely been a huge part of that for sure. Yeah. And talk to us a little bit. I know in your bio, I mentioned that you are heavily involved in Arkansas with some community and you've done, you know, talks and whatnot. Tell us a little bit about how you've been able to go about your in-person visibility strategy. Now that we've talked about your online visibility strategy, I'm clear that your trajectory started with sharing your journey and then being inspired to go back to school and then becoming a dietitian and or you're still on your way building a practice. But what about your in-person? So it, it, still comes from social media it's so interesting I just had the um, it'll be the second gym that I will actually get into locally so I've been in one fitness center um, and I just had a CrossFit gym reach out to me um, to do a partnership for an eight-week boot or six-week boot camp that I'm gonna run the nutrition side for and that comes from uh, word of mouth 
which usually comes from somebody who followed me on social media and liked my presence on social media, liked my positivity, liked my message about flexibility in healthy habits and how to, um, you know, I, I share my life. I share that I like to have a glass of wine and that I like to travel and that I do all of these things. And so because my approach is realistic, people resonate with that and they, they see that. And so I'm, I have this visibility on social media and I'm authentic and I share my life. And that, you know, the first gym that contacted me, they loved my social media. And so social media presence is huge. And then it turns into the word of mouth about, you know, how I, um, how I showed up for them and their gym members, or um, I go and give talks, I've given talks to different businesses. I just gave a talk last week to a business in Kansas, and it, it came from uh, a, an employee telling her wellness coordinator that she loved my social media and, and to follow me. Well, the wellness coordinator started following me, loved my social media, and hired me to come on and talk to you know their company, their employees about flexible dieting and healthy habits. So it's just that that social media presence is huge, huge, huge for me. But then also just word of mouth is, is really major. That's incredible. But I will say the word of mouth is not random. The word of mouth is intentional from what you've built on social media and how you've been able to relate to the women that you help. Clearly, um, so that's, that's an incredible story. And I can't stress enough, for those of you listening, I do talk to a lot of dietitians female dietitians who tell me they just don't believe it. They cannot wrap their heads around how this could work for them. And I don't want you listening to compare and say, oh, Hillary has a magnificent story and she has, you know, and I, it's just stop comparing for those of you, like, I know you do it, but really try to just look at Hillary for inspiration. You all have your own unique story. doesn't have to be the same as hers. The beauty of a story is that you own it and it's your journey. So for those of uh, dietitians listening and they're struggling with connecting how much social media is a powerful free tool that I believe all female dietitians should be using and especially Instagram I think it's the easiest tool with the lowest barrier of entry to just get your name out there I mean if you're struggling just post pictures of yourself and work up to being more specific over time so for the women who are, are like unclear whether they're students like you dietitians who are stuck or just dietitians who are a little bit at the beginning stages what do you say to them? I think the biggest thing is realizing, and, and somebody asked me this in my stories last week, you know, how did you build this business on social media? Or how do you get started? And I think obviously we've covered that you, you should share your authentic story. And um, that, that's huge and that's key because, you know, your, your story, you're going to be able to um, connect with people, but also, you know, something that I know I've shared in, in several of the Facebook groups we're in is I don't stress so much about numbers. I know that there's a, a ton of strategy out there, all kinds of courses you can take and things like that. I've never really stressed over that um, and, and growing like that. Instead, what I've really focused on is nurturing the relationships that I already have on social media. So the community of women that follow me by nurturing those relationships, again, that word of mouth spreads. They tell their sister, they tell their coworker, they tell their friend. So if you're struggling to get started, I would just say focus on building the relationships with the people that you already have 
and see that if that does not help you grow in ways it may not be super fast growth and things like that but it does it's that long lasting growth in those relationships that you want to have so really nurturing relationships I think is so so huge I agree with that and I also agree that numbers is not everything I focus on having my clients set goals that are uh, generated around sales. Um, So using Instagram and social media as a lead generation to get qualified leads and sell in your business. And you, I mean, I believe nurturing relationships is a first step to make that happen. And you can do that with a small feed and medium feed. All you need to do is get started. It doesn't have, you don't have to have some crazy, you know, extremely popular feed or presence in order for you to make a connection and sell. And so I love that your approach is focused on nurturing relationships. And you've obviously been doing a fantastic job at that. And I can't wait to follow you along your journey as you become a dietitian and seeing all of the opportunities that you will, you know, seize and create as you progress in your career. It's just going to be an incredible thing to watch. What do you wish you knew earlier on? I'm not sure if it was at the beginning of you starting dietetics or maybe even since you started social before then, at the beginning of starting your social media presence. So it would probably be that being authentic is key. And I feel like I've touched on that a couple of times now, but it's so, so true for me and my 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 specific journey because I, I tried for so long to fit into this box of I've got to do what everybody else is doing and I've got to make it look a certain way and, and, I, and I would just try and I, I wouldn't say copy what everybody else was doing, but you know, I'm observant by nature. And so I would take, you know, notes and see what other people were doing. And I ended up sounding really robotic. And it just, I look back at some of my posts and things and things that just didn't get much engagement, even though I I knew that my message was good. It just sounded robotic. So when I started this year, my my big uh, 2019 goal was to just be my authentic self and just see what happened, you know. And my social media like tripled when I did that. And I know we don't, I'm not super big on numbers, but it's interesting how when I kind of let go of trying to put myself into this little box, which I I already don't fit into a box, let's be real, starting a business before you finish school and, and wanting to be in private practice and be my own boss, you know, I already can't be put into a box. But, you know, by nature, I'm really, I don't take myself super seriously and I'm really relaxed I like to you know have a sense of humor about things and when I wasn't doing that I just felt like I wasn't being my authentic self and so people just weren't connecting with me the right people weren't connecting with me and once I began to just let go a little bit you know let go of some of those type a tendencies and, and things like that and just be myself is when it really started to happen for me as far as gaining the following that I wanted to gain and kind of weeding out the people that I didn't want. Because I had a lot of people that were following me that, you know, were following this other version of me. So I think when you um, embrace being yourself, I, I wish that I had done that a little bit earlier on. I, 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 try, I don't have regret. I don't do regret because I've learned a lot. But I do wish that I had just been myself out of the gate. So I think being authentic from the very beginning is is a good place to start. And can I, I want to poke a little bit at that. When you say being yourself at the beginning, can you clarify, like, what do you mean by that? Like being more open and vulnerable or were you taking on a, a, like, fictitious version of yourself? Like, can you go a little bit deeper into what you mean? 
Yes, so definitely not being fictitious at all. What I would say is that when I was creating content for social media posts and things like that, I was I would I would just sit and write out these long posts, being type A, I would put aside some time and, and things like that. And I would create these posts and it was from good intentions that it was a recipe or just even sort of a, a a post about something that was going on, but it just ended up sounding robotic is like the way that I would put it. And instead I kind of found my own voice. And once I found my own voice and, and started just talking almost the way I would talk to a friend and anytime I give a talk, um, whenever I'm giving a talk to a small business or organization or, or um, in front of a gym or whatever it may be, I kind of just blank out and talk like I'm talking to a friend. And so it wasn't that I was necessarily being fake. I just was sort of holding back on being, you know, fully myself. And I think that because I don't fit into that box, I have more of an influencer style when it comes to my social media. Um, you know, I kind of thought I needed to be, especially being a student, this really professional and, and I'm a mom and I'm a professional and all of that. And um, it kind of made me a little bit more stuffy and it just wasn't super relatable. And so once I started just embracing like, hey, look, I'm not perfect and I don't take myself so seriously and this is who I am and this is, you know, I like to focus on, you know, weight loss and flexible dieting and all of those things. Once I owned those parts of myself and my business, that's when I feel like things really changed for me. Yeah, so I hear what you're saying and I, I, I feel that that example is you stepping into your voice and you clarifying your message and that is absolutely normal process that most if not all I, I can't I hesitate to say all right but I would say myself and a lot of my clients included have gone through that process where you just have to start and you have to realize for those of you who haven't started or you haven't consistently started or you know you, you don't have a process and systems in place for your strategy or you're not feeling authentic because you haven't connected your higher purpose with your message, you do have to start. And I, I love that you're reflecting and saying you wish you were more authentic. And I look at your story and I think, I'm so happy you started. Because it's normal to start and feel disconnected and say, I'm not sure of the context, but at least you got started. At least you're consistent wow. and evolving with time and is good. And if you say like, I'm not going to commit to social media, I'm not going to commit to Instagram or whatever. I mean, Instagram, because let's be, let's be real. It's the best plat social media platform in the world. I love podcasting, but Instagram yeah. wins. Um, yes. You know, in order for you to be consistent, it's going to be a little uncomfortable. And it's also going to be, it's, it's going to be a learning curve where you're not sure. I remember when I first started, I was like, I don't know exactly what I should say all the time. Like, how much do I involve with my personal life? And you know what? I figured it out. It took a little bit of time and I figured it out. And you clearly did too. Um, but the, the main message here is that you, you just got started. Do you have any other advice for students or new dietitians who are looking up to you, they're inspired by you, and they're also overwhelmed with fear? So this one really, I would say, it's for, for new dietitians too, but students especially, I would say network. We, we touched on this a little bit, but networking has been absolutely huge for me it gave me a boost in confidence and I think you know a lot of times people ask me you know with starting a business you know as a student am I allowed to do that and, and there's a lot of questions around that and that's where I always tell people network 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 I have a um, you know a whole 
um, you know, network of dietitians that I can refer people to and things like that, um, but also that just gives me so much support. I mean, I just, I'm amazed at the relationships that I've created, and I think networking has just given me that, that boost, and I see it happening on Instagram every day, um, you know, dietitians supporting each other, building each other up, and things like that, and I think as a student or a new dietitian, it's just absolutely critical to have people in your corner um, to, to network and things like that, but definitely as a student, um, networking and, and things like that. Uh, great advice, and I love that you're doing it. You're involved, as we've talked about, both with your visibility strategy in person and online. Online and multiple, you know, Facebook and Instagram, and then in person with your state association and um, practice groups, et cetera. So it's wonderful. Who or what inspires you, Hillary? So I would say the women that I help. Um, I am nice. so inspired by, like, really strong amazing women and it, it it's like a whole, it spans a whole you know a whole area that it's like it can be a stay-at-home mom or it you know a single mom or a grandma who's killing it I just think women in general are so incredible we're so resilient and we're so strong and it really inspires me when I meet a woman who's you know, she's scared to get started, um, you know, either with her business or her health journey, and she does it anyways. She does it, you know, she could have a million excuses and reasons why she isn't going to do it or she's going to wait to do it, and instead she takes that step forward. So it really inspires me that I work with women every single day, whether one-on-one or in my challenge groups or in these gym settings who take that leap forward even before they're ready and they make changes and they're committed to their goals and um and to you know kicking their excuses out the door and just going for it full force so really i would say the women that um that i work with that's wonderful and is the reason that you're inspired by the women because you're a woman and a mom too is that part of the storyline Absolutely. I think, um, I think it's so, you know, after being a stay at home mom for so long and just, um, I, I loved that role and stepping into a new role has been so, um, so challenging in a lot of ways, uh, you know, going back to school and things like that, you know, we're, we're all so busy. We're running around like crazy. And again, it's just so easy to say, I don't have time for that or, you know, not today, tomorrow. And so, when I see somebody really going for it, I think that's so huge. That first step of, of committing to yourself is just huge. So, yeah, for sure. I agree. I'm with you. I'm all about female empowerment, huge part of my brand. And I, I love the personal connection there with you saying that stay-at-home moms, single moms, all different types of moms, and the fact that, you know, moms and, and women in general and just knowing our journey uh, and the challenges that come with it. Last couple questions. Um, how do you stay motivated with all that you have going on? What keeps you going? You know, it's funny. It's interesting that we're having this conversation when we are because I just experienced my first real burnout and um, I, I didn't see it coming at all. I had um, a tough semester last semester. I mean, I came out on top, but it was still kind of a tough semester. And then I had a microbiology lab this summer and those summer classes are really intense oh my gosh um and I like doing them but like wow it's it's intense to to go five weeks you know just super hardcore but I um I experienced my first burnout because I also um I got in these gyms I I took on a lot of new leadership roles and volunteer roles and 
started sort of a new coaching system and I'm building an online course and just all of these things. I hit that burnout phase for the first time and it was intense and I actually, um, I just coming out of it. And so really um, staying motivated isn't too hard for me. I love what I do. So that's never really been an issue. Um, I love school um, as, you know, as much as I can, not, not necessarily chemistry and things like that, but I, I do love school and I love learning and I love my business. But what I will say is I think instead of like staying motivated, what I would say is to give yourself grace. I posted about this today, so it's really ironic that you asked this question. We um, we type A people tend to be so hard on ourselves um, and think that we've gotta be going like 100%. And I was really freaked out for a moment asking myself like, what have I, what's happening to me? You know, I'm normally so like motivated and on it and I wake up excited to post and connect and, and talk and things like that and I just kind of went through this phase of like ooh like it's tough to get on and, and connect with people right now and I'm just a little bit burnt out but what I would say instead is that give yourself a little bit of grace it's okay to not be so super motivated all of the time um, and and it's okay to experience a little bit of burnout like that's gonna happen in business and um, I think that's just a part of it no matter how much self-care and all of the Stuff that I know we all preach that's just a part of it but just stay motivated enough to just keep going don't stop completely don't give up that's where I think people you know they're so close to being where they want to be and they go through a tough time and so they just you know throw the towel in and give up altogether just keep going and give yourself that grace to know that it's not going to be a hundred percent all the time and and that's really when it comes to motivation to me think you're not always going to be super motivated you've just got to get through that tough time and give yourself that grace of knowing that you're going to come out on the other side so don't give up while you're in a in a phase of feeling a little bit burnt out I love that and I love how relatable that example is with you taking a five week long microbiology course in the summer and have taking on having had taken on leadership roles and opportunities I don't know how you do it all a mom <laughs> uh, you know volunteer and that's a lot of stuff. Time management. It's so sure. key. It really, truly is. Yeah. Know, I'm a 5 a.m.er. Um, I, I really do. I try and get up at 5 a.m. and I get my most, uh, my, you know, my biggest tasks done early in the day. I know you talk about this quite a bit. And I, this is what I work on with my clients. It's a huge part. It's time management. And um, and just, you know, getting it all done, things like that. But I'm, I'm human. I definitely have my days where I just want to sit and scroll on social media and not do anything. But um, that, that's just part of it. We all go through that. Absolutely. Stuff. And that's what makes you human is that you've got that 5 a.m. routine and then you acknowledge that that 5 a.m. routine is not perfect and neither are you and neither is any human in this world. So I love that. Any other final thoughts you want to leave us with, Hillary? It's been such a joy to like have you here as a um, total leader in the field and um, true inspiration to all students and private practice, just dietitians all over. Thank you so much. I really, the only thing I would say is I think that being self-aware in business is so huge. I think that that is something that when people ask me, you know, how I'm, how I'm able to kind of do it all is that I really am very self-aware and it's probably maybe sometimes the psychology major in me, but just being introspective and, and realizing, you know, what serves you, what doesn't serve you. And then, um, you know, after you've reflected applying and things like that, but being self-aware, knowing um, what works in your business and what doesn't and, and things like that, I think is super huge for me. Love it. 
Wonderful. Thank you for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining today's episode. If you'd love to learn more about how to get leads online and turn prospective customers into clients, apply for my coaching. I still have a wait list. Go ahead and visit LibbyRothschild.com. That's www.LibbyRothschild.com. Go under signature service and apply for my wait list.